I wore one of my suits for the first time in many years, and I was just the belt was just it was it was too it was too tight. And oh, I, when I was going to make out for your bit, own holes. When I was, on the it wasn't that bad. I I coped, but I sat down for a meal, and and yeah. and I sort of thought I'm going to have to loosen off the belt here in order to fit in dessert. But it wasn't the kind of place that had amuse bouches. And oh. I thought of you. I, I didn't want to think of you on a romantic evening out with my <laughs> wife. Um, but there I was having this meal going, I'm having an amuse bouche and I don't want to think of Jake, but I am. Thanks, Jake. Well, well mine is my when my oh, I feel my stomach hitting the metal of the belt. Oh, okay. That little overlap. That's my that's my cue to... Rain, rain in eating. Oh, oh okay. Oh, well, there's two solutions to the problem. <laughs> more, <laughs> more headroom for the tummy or back off on the food. Exactly. So sometimes it's easier to run from yeah. your problems and just get rid of the belt. But when I'm traveling, when I travel, it's there's, there's no there's no backing off from the food because you're right. gonna you know you're gonna eat out. There's no yeah. like I'm not skipping a meal, especially if I'm jet lagged and I get hungry at all the weirdest times. I don't then try and miss a meal as well to be like, no, I'm just gonna slim down a little bit or just have a bowl of. Bowl of cereal here. Yeah, when it's everyone like, else is like staking out or having like an amazing Thai curry, you don't want to be. You don't want to be. Oh, um, can the, I just uh, can I just get, get uh, the salad? Bowl, get a salad, or maybe just a bowl of cornflakes. Oh. Nobody does that. Actually, in, in terms of travel, I've I've got a new strategy um, when it comes to getting from because we quite frequently go from the UK to the US. We do. Right, it's where the mothership is. And um, my new strategy is at home. Yes. Shoes in the back. Whoa. In my my carry on bag. Oh. Right. What are you wearing on your feet? Slippers. Whoa! Slow it down. You're not yeah. getting in like a taxi or on the train in your slippers. Oh, I I bloody well am. You aren't. I bloody well am. Oh yeah. All and and it's I find it really satisfying to go from uh, like my house to. America entirely in slippers. That's mate. That's weird. See, th- no, because my know partner you said this. Because you can't wear the, no, you, you can't wear slippers like that. That's not what slippers are. No, I won't hear it because you can't wear those in your house. These, this is the kind of thing where. Okay, I, I suppose the question is: Are you a shoes on or a shoes off in your house? I'm slippers on in my house. Yeah. So you, but if a guest comes and they're like, oh, "Should I take my shoes off?" Oh, shoes off, yeah. Shoes off. Yeah. You're a yeah, shoes off yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. But those those slippers that you're wearing, you've you've They've worn not... them outdoors. Well, okay. You've worn them on a plane. You've worn them on a train. These they've, are all... they've travelled as widely as you have. You that's no, that's not okay. Look, an aeroplane only counts as outdoors if something severely wrong has happened. Agreed. That's that, that is an indoor location. Nonetheless, you, it's it's for me. It's more about where other feet have trod. So, oh, so they tread on they tread on all sorts of muck and grime and, as my wife would put it, dust and puther. I don't like dust the phrase. and puther. It's a weird phrase. I've isn't never it? heard of puther. Yeah, no, it's, it, I don't. It only ever happens in that phrase. Puther <laughs> doesn't exist outside of that phrase for my wife. But when she goes, oh, there's just so much dust and puther. It's the children anyway, in need bear. <laughs> that's a slightly different one. Um, but so they they they're doing all their muck and grime right uh, and they're traipsing it all through the plane and I'll be honest with you I don't think they do a full medical cleanse <laughs> on the plane between goes I think they give it a bit of a, a spruce and then you come traipsing in your slippers, slippers. Da, 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 da. let me pick up all that muck and grime and let me just r- run it around my house I think do you know what I'm, I I'm with I you I don't think I can I'm with your partner you should see the smile on my face when I'm walking around an airport in slippers I I I'm so happy with myself but I, I will say that I did actually, 
uh, you know, okay, the inside-outside thing. Because on my way to the airport on the last trip, yes. I went to I went to New York for a conference, uh, and uh, I got a taxi, sure. and the taxi driver tried to take a shortcut through the van in front of us on the motorway. You're okay though, right? I am okay. And the taxi driver was okay. Yeah, he seemed he seemed unhappy. Like his he weird. Was un- he was unhappy. Uh, the reason he gave me. Um, is that he said, oh, you know, it was kind of annoying because the van, right, they did engine braking rather than Whoa. the brake pedal. So therefore his brake lights didn't come on. So if you think about it, it's not really my fault. And no. <laughs> no, that's not how, I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. If you go careering into the back of somebody, they tend to say, maybe you're braking. Just, that, that vehicle getting bigger in front of you. Right, it's a good sign. Tends to be you want to get enough gap between you and that vehicle to maybe slow down. Yeah, so you're clearly looking at it and going, oh, that van's getting... Really big. Really big. But it's obviously not slowing down because, because the brake lights were... Yeah. Exactly, and so let's so, just keep going. And there's no available option like engine braking right. or just taking your foot off the accelerator, which would account for this larger van in my Oh, into friction, various frictions. Yeah, so yeah, we had this oh, big, maybe big he, Maybe crash. that's what it was. Maybe the van was playing a computer game and it hit the sticky part of the track. <laughs> you know that bit where you're, you're playing a rally game and you you just happen to go one pixel off the track and, and all just, of a sudden you just... Yes. Like you've yes. hit some kind of... Slow down, slow mo, sort of power up, and do that used to. I used to. That used to happen to me on Grand Theft Auto Three uh, or Vice. I can't remember which because my PC wasn't very good at the time. Um, so you'd be driving around on a bike, mm-hmm. uh, and then all of a sudden, just smash, explode into nothing, and then just next to where my body now was would fade in a building. <laughs> like, I was like, thank you, draw distance. That was a little bit late. You might want to just gave up on the game. Yeah. But, but it did leave, well, you know, after the crash, uh, the, the man in the van in front sort of exited the vehicle. This is all on the, the M25. Like, uh, one of the Which is a, it's one of the major, if you're in outside of the UK, that's one of them, like, the, it's the road that goes all the way around London. Basically, yes. it's our ring road around London. So it's our capital city ring road. It's big. It's multi-lane. It's intended it's, for 70 miles an hour, though. It's, yeah. doesn't often. Exactly. It's, it's a heavy duty road, just so you know, mm. it's like a major highway if you're, you know, in another country, for example. Well, the, the fellow in front uh, got out of his vehicle and, uh, he, he had a little chat with the taxi driver as to what his mindset was at the time, and he included some very colourful language. Yes. Um, but yes, they had to sort of like exit cars and go to the side. And I was then on the hard shoulder of a motorway in my slippers. And I have to say, yeah, the conditions there were not what I would call indoors. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. Bits of broken but, glass. But knowing you, I, I bet that's not stopped you. I bet you're still wearing the slippers around the office, around the home. Yep, you're yep, just, yep they came they they went all the way to America with they're me. They're shoes, mate. They're just, they're just super comfy shoes. That's all you've got right now. Yep. Well, actually, the, the reason I, I was, because I, I was going to America for this, this conference, and because uh, I, I don't know if you remember, but I said I wasn't going to speak. I do recall you promising yeah. me, in fact, that 2017 is going to be a different year. Yeah, no, I'm going to do less speaking, and yes. I'm going to do more coding. Yes, and I don't know if I've succeeded in the more coding thing. But, but it went okay. Yeah, I had good fun. Good. It kind of reminded me what I've been missing. You did the you yeah. did the big web quiz for everybody, right? The big web quiz, which we did at Google I/O, but you brought it out Google once I. again with a few different questions, few more different... network centric, right, than the one we did at I/O. It was basically the questions you wouldn't let me do at I/O. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because. It's... 
Should we do this quiz that's like really varied? Uh, sure, Jake. Yeah. All right. So I've written basically a 40 minute talk all on networking. That's not really, it's not really a varied quiz, is it, Jake? Oh, it'll no. be fine. Well, I don't know. I, I'm used to writing 40 minutes worth of material, so when we yeah. split the job, I still did that. <laughs> One size fits all for Jakey. I tried not to. All right. But Should we talk web, though? Yeah. Well, that might be a good lead into... Because we, we spoke together. We, we wrote did. a talk together. We did. And we used my slide framework. We did use your slide framework. Now, you... I mean, it was it was... Weird because I've never known you get particularly apologetic over your code before, <laughs> except for every single time we discussed your slide framework because because mm. um, we agreed, didn't we, that we didn't want to have, uh, you know, we wanted animations and so on. So we knew we wanted something where we had total control. So using yeah. your framework was going to make the most sense because I didn't have an HTML framework uh, for frame uh, slideshows and stuff ready to go you do um but it's quite old and you've had it for quite some time and it's quite yeah. sort of it's basically a massive jquery chain isn't it of kind of the you know dot, yeah. loads of plugins <laughs> but every time and i want people to understand this every single time we talked about it it was I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Here's the answer to your query. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, it's I've like never, six years old. It's I've never awful. seen anybody bookend every bit of technical description with a, a, a whole squad of apologies. But actually, do you know what? For all you were apologizing, um, once I got inside your head, if you like, about how you'd actually structured this thing, it did make a lot of sense. It was self-consistent. I'll give it that. And yeah, okay, six years old, you'd write these things very differently. But... I think you were very hard on yourself about mm. how bad that stuff was. I mean, I, it's, it's I, I've worked with worse code. Okay, well, that's, I mean, that's very kind of you. I've written worse code. So I'm, I'm putting uh, not particularly apologetic on my Tinder profile. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> okay. I don't, I don't have one, but... Uh, yeah, but I, well, I decided, like, enough's enough, because, yeah, it was horrible and old and much newer technologies that could make a lot of that stuff Are you easier. saying giving it to me was a forcing function for you to reconsider your actions? It really was. and Because it, it's something that every you know, talk would come around and I'm like, oh, you, well, you know that, that picture of the you know the two cavemen pushing the, the, the cart with square wheels and it's mm. like, we don't have time to fix the wheels, just keep pushing. Yep. And that's kind of how that framework had evolved for yep. six years. But yeah, so I started like, looking at it and, and sort of building something with web components because it feels like a, a good fit for like I just want to create a code element here's the code for it put it mm -hmm. in the in the slide element and um, and how are you finding the web component stuff um so here's an I I get a look I've had recently a few people on Twitter someone in particular told me that uh, I can't take an unbiased look at, at web components um, As in they can't, or no, you? No, I can't. Jake like they were can't. saying, yeah, because I was commenting. I, they were asking me about VDOM stuff, and I was like, I, I was looking for sort of ways to get the feature. Anyway, but they they said that you know my my opinion was invalid when it came to web components because you know as a Google person, I you know drinking the Kool Aid, and I I think you would struggle to find a lot of positive comments about web components in anything that I've said. Like I. I'm not against them, but I've not really. I don't know a lot about them, so I've. I don't. Yeah, it's it, for me. That sounds like a form of ad hominem I, attack. I, it's just like you. I'm disregarding because not based on what you said, but based on where you work. And yeah, I, I think, and I think it was. It's just you know, someone was thinking shame. Google are therefore must be pro web components. But I'm shame. Well, yeah, but I. 
I'm st- I still find it really difficult to deal with Shadow DOM. I, I never know when to use it, and a lot of times when I use it, I end up undoing it and just putting stuff in the normal DOM. I've Yeah, so for me, I've enjoyed custom elements. I've Normally, I'd make a class or something, and I'd give it a reference to an HTML element that I'd even it might even create that internally, but just mm. kind of splurging the two together and just saying, this thing extends HTML element, and then I'm referring to an element and creating its API directly by you know, putting stuff onto the, the, the yeah. class and its prototype and whatever else. I really like that. Me I'm too. with you on the Me Shadow too. DOM stuff because I, I kind of go slots. It's not how my brain works. Mm. So maybe I'm holding it wrong. I, I accept that. But it's not something... The, the custom elements thing just felt like a very natural extension of what I already wanted to do. Yes. The And the Shadow DOM stuff doesn't. Shadow DOM feels weird to me. And I also... I have more of a, a thing about it more issues with it because of the fact that it doesn't provide the kind of encapsulation I felt it always should mm. uh, around things like layout, you know, things that happen internally. I always wanted yeah. something stronger, more like an iframe, but with not being an iframe, but saying this element is self-contained. But of course, it, it doesn't, because if that element grows, it's got to push other elements out the right, way. Right, and, and I want that's what I want my web components to be able to be part of the layout of the page. But and as a content. producer of the component, that's okay because you kind of go, well, I know internally what the this component's doing. But as a consumer, if I were to take your code uh, custom element that you made, your web component, and I pop it into my page and it starts doing bad stuff, mm. okay, the argument is, well, you can drop it and you can remove it and whatever else. But as a consumer, it's very difficult for me to understand from the outside What's your stuff doing? Like, w- w- and that's not. Uh, and to some degree, I guess the argument would be, well, that's true if you had div soup and everything else. But yeah. I think there's the implied promise of a component that the component is somehow uh, encapsulated and, um, and locked off from the rest of the world. When the reality is that, you know, so the styling stuff, yes, that's scoped in, that's good. Mm. Um, uh, but the layout and and so on, that's a little bit. Softer and might might or might not do it. Depends if you put contains on there and right. things like that. But anyway, that's my sort of crisis. If well, you like, if, well the bit components. the bit that gets in my way is like, so say I'm making a code element, which yes. is you know an element you put code inside it, or oh. you reference you have a source you references code, and it will syntax highlight it. Mm. Um, and so my first kind of thing was to put the syntax highlighted version in the Shadow DOM. Because mm-hmm. I'm creating it, like the components creating it, so you could, you know, change the text content or like add to it, and it would sort of see, oh, you're adding stuff into the element. I'm going to update this shadow DOM, which is the highlighted version of that. Mm-hmm. But then it just becomes really difficult to style. And with code highlighting, I want to make it easy to, you know, change the syntax highlighting. So why was and, that difficult? Because I, I would have thought that'd been a really simple case of my shadow DOM. Here's a bunch of nodes, spans, whatever it mm-hmm. is, and here's some styles that apply to those spans. That feels like that should well, work just really nicely. As the component creator, I could add those styles easily. But to say to someone using this slide framework, like to be able to say, I actually want a different theme, you end up having to, you can't just do CSS with that. Like, uh, I think what I'm missing was like the deep combinator uh, uh-huh. or something similar. Because <laughs> that, well, that got removed, right? I did get removed. Apparently, it was a performance problem. But I guess what, in a standard sense, what I would really like is the way to define my own pseudo element. Like to say, you know, my, my code tag in here, uh, my code element, I'm going to say this has a pseudo element name of like inner code. And then outside of the Shadow DOM, you could refer to it. 
um, and and then you would just be styling that code element so and its descendants. You're kind of keeping some kind of reference to some other thing. Say, yeah. if you need if you need more, find it here. Uh, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm sure it'd be interesting to hear what somebody who say has been doing web components day in day out for the mm. last while would would have to say because it may just be a it's a, it's doable but it's a bit of a, a shift towards a certain thing because anyway, css variables uh no, not variables are they css custom, custom properties. properties thank you they, the proper name, right? they break the they go through the shadow dom and i think that's the way they say it is like you but i didn't want to have they to break create... the shadow boundary is that how they define it yeah i think so okay. yeah so you can you know pick up what the the value of a, a custom property is inside the shadow DOM and it will be from what it was set outside. Okay. And I think that's the way you deal with styling. But having to create one of those for every color of syntax highlighting I have, it was just like, I, oh, it feels like a mess. I wonder whether further down the line something like the, because the, the CSS for level four color properties in mm. CSS are going to be more interesting i think sermer and i have talked about this a bunch of times about like you can do stuff with hues and saturations of off other things like the right? sort of so, stuff you do in sas right? that yeah, kind of, so, yeah so in theory you could say okay look given a, a base color of bright pink for example uh, you could generate an entire squad of complementary colors to say well if you've gone pink as your keyword here then i could go with a blue over here for you know the variable name or some of the, I don't know whatever. Yeah, that's, that would be interesting to do. I, but I, I think what I was hoping is that you could just take one of the existing themes oh, sure. for Highlight JS or yeah. Prism JS and, and yeah. just throw that in and it would work. But one of the things that we ran into is I, I've got a little bit of code that highlights a bit of code. Yes. Like so it, so this is where you show a whole squad of some JavaScript or CSS mm. or whatever, and you say, look at this one little bit here where I call this function, and you just have a little function that was like, highlight the code that says the word, you know, navigator yeah. or something like that, whatever, and it would go, okay, I found that. And I think my one question to you when you were doing that mm. uh, was, can I can I do that with multiple instances of the word? Like every time oh. it says navigator, and you just went, Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, I think it was like no, you can't. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The second instance of the word function, can I highlight that? No, 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 you can't. You'll have to, you'll have to name that subtly differently so that you can provide a second search. So that was this was like the first bit of code I wrote for the new slide because I'm going to tackle that, and I, it was great fun because I used, I used Node Iterator. Oh, we discussed. Node iterator on some other point. in a previous show. Yeah, in the quiz actually, I think when we talked about the the pub quiz. That, yes. That and I asked you the difference between tree walker and node iterator. Node iterator. Tree walker. He's a tree walker. Tree walker. I love it. It's great. It does sound like a kind of Middle Earthian. Kind of. <laughs> He's a tree walker. Be beware. Well, but I see. I wanted to because I I want to find out like where a particular string is in the DOM. Sure. Um, but that might span multiple elements because it's got all of these spans in to do the syntax highlighting. Right. Yep. Um, so I I want to kind of walk over all of the text nodes. You want to iterate over the nodes. Yes, and and it turns <laughs> out that it's perfect for that. Like, Weird. Because like, there's no other way. Like, because you can use a query selector role to get all elements of a particular type, but there's no way to get. I, I want all of your text nodes in order. Yes, and, but, and actually, it's that actually filtering that's the key, isn't it? Mm. It's because you like you say it could be broken by spans or some other thing. Yep. But please just tell me the, the text one by one. Yep. 
and I will figure out whether that's the text that I need. So if you did have text, span with some more text, close span, final bit of text. Yes. Just, just, just smudge them all together. So if I had like, so if I had A, B, C and B was inside a span, mm. would it give me A, B, C? If it was say, you know, if it was like one word, but I'm trying to think of a good example here. No, it's, it's like request animation frame. Well, right? well, one function, word, well function like. and then the parentheses after function okay. would, would be across two spans because the syntax highlighter will highlight the word function, uh, but then the, the parentheses. And would you get a text okay. node for function and then another one for the parens? Yes, because okay. they're in different elements. So if you wanted to highlight that, you still got to smudge all these together then, presumably. Well, so, uh, so this was part of, I felt like I was just hitting all of these kind of ancient and slightly obscure, uh, obscure for me, uh, APIs. So I was, I was creating a, a DOM range. Mm. And with DOM range, you can say, uh, I start in this node, which would be a text node, but you can also say the offset. And then you can say, and I end in this other text node, potentially, okay. at an offset. And once you have that, um, you can do things like uh, get bounding client rect, mm -hmm. which is if you want to draw a box, a position absolute box over the top of it, that's oh, okay. your API. Yep. Um, or, and, and this, this sort of blew my mind, you can extract the contents of the range yep. um, and put it back and, or wrap it in a span or something like that. Uh -huh. And it's, it's a really smart API because it will let you do that even if you're, you're in the middle of a text node. It's smart enough to remove its contents from the text node it's within and create a new text node for it. And if you're across nodes, it knows how to you know, close them and reopen them so, so you get the... Uh, so if you've got, say, I don't know, say some of that that you were about to pull out was had a strong tag inside, for example, mm. or part of a strong tag. Yeah. What did it know how to close the strong tag, for example? Yeah, so if, example. if the range started outside the strong tag yep. and ended in the strong tag, yep. it, the thing you extract would, it would close the strong tag after what you did, uh, you know, the thing you highlighted, the range. Okay. Uh, and then because it had taken that out of the document, it would remove that bit from the start of the the strong tag that was still in the document. Wow. Yeah, it, it's, it's and the spec for it's huge for all of the... No kidding. I mean, it sounds like the kind of thing that it would be a, a really, really hard piece of work to do. Now, I bet, yeah. it, it, like you said, it's probably ancient, right? So this yes. is, was it Dom, Dom Range or something? Dom Range, yeah. Dom Range, because I've never heard of it before. Mm. So the fact that I've not heard of it before either means it's probably really new or really old because mm. I tend to know the kind of the the the, the mid tier of it. it's been around a while um, and if it is really old it'll be the kind of thing that one person from a browser team kind of plugged and did loads of work on made it really robust because somebody needed it to be robust yep. and then everyone else went oh we better implement that if we're going to go for for parity and it then might have been that and actually then retrofit a spec to it going really that's everything it does a, a lot wow. of the range stuff came from IE um, there the you go. olden days and I, I think IE actually still has a method where you can just say you know, get me a range for this text which would have cut down the amount of code I had to write uh, but it's only IE that has that so okay. to, to get because I was iterating through these nodes and then when I found a match I you know I, I stop you know it's like here I've got a match mm -hmm. but then like you say might want not the first one but the second one or might want the first one and the second one and the third one so I used a generator and generators are one of those things that it's relatively new, but and when I saw them, I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool, but I never use it. Right. But it, it, this was a perfect case for it. It's just like you, you can just keep uh, iterating over it, keep on just asking for the next item, uh, and you'll get the next match for that uh, piece of text you've given it. Or you can exhaust it so and get all of So internally, you've got a, a node 
was it? It's not no iterator. No iterator. I was going to I was going to merge the two there. Hmm. So you've got a no iterator internally, and you're just kind of you're you're stepping through your body of text, and every time yep. you find one of these matches, you you yield, you yield it out. Yep. So anybody who's not done a generator, it I mean, it's function star. There's a bit of a it's, mm. a, it's, it's a slightly different kind of keywording, I suppose. Uh, probably there's a there'll be a proper term for it, um, but you put the function star and then the name of the function that tells the JavaScript engines that it's a, a generator, which means it can you internally you can now use the keyword yield, which means I'm about to start giving you values, and it means you can do for of I think against yeah it becomes an iterator yeah, so, so you've you got do... the symbol iterator stuff that means yeah you can do like for of and you can you know it pauses the function like, right so when you hit a yield it pauses yeah. the function right and goes off and does a thing and then it continues executing well optionally like yeah. it, as long as someone asks asks for the next value which they could do in a, a for loop or just by calling it dot next or whatever so can you leave then a, a generator sort of unfinished yep. forevermore but and but it can still be garbage collected and then you're fine. But, yeah, okay, okay. but it can be, yeah, it, it technically never... So if it goes out of scope, as in they can't really call this generator function yep. or generating function, I don't know what you call it anymore, we'll just... Okay, so it's not it's not like you're leaving a, a, a kind of hanging, dangling kind of reference to something that no. needed to complete. Okay. No, as long as as long as long everything else goes out of reference, it'll be GC'd. But it was perfect for this, because you know, I've got state in there, because I know what point within the uh, node iterator that I'm at, like because I've... I found one result, and then so the next result has to happen after that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's yeah, it's perfect for that, and it it yeah, it just works. It's a really nice well use of generator. Thanks, thanks for thanks for doing that after I've worked with your <laughs> framework. Well, cheers for that, mate. Should we we should talk about we should talk about that, shouldn't we? Well, what talk about what? Paul is <laughs> leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, the De traitor. De delicately done. <laughs> thanks, mate. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, wait, where are you going? What's your? I'm, 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 I'm going to DeepMind, which is still mm. so, still part of Alphabet, as in the same way that Google is part of Alphabet. Yeah. So, so I'm going to be working uh, on AI. Uh, you're going to be carrying on the podcast though without me, right? I mean, it's not. You know, are you making it? Uh, is this a sort of like when the band splits up and you're going to have a solo career? <laughs> it's just going to be me. And just like a 40 minute guitar solo, really indulgent because you haven't got somebody there going going. Mate, we should we should rein it in. We should do something else. Well, I think we've done enough podcasts and videos, including the podcasts that we never put out because we didn't think they were good enough. But I've got enough audio of you now that I'm just going to create a soundboard. Brilliant. And so yeah, you know, and I, I think our video team have got plenty of 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 extra bits and pieces. You could just make me sound like a an extra idiot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you think, Paul? <laughs> but I, I think in reality that you know there are, I might I might. Um, Interview a few of the people on the Guess, team for yeah. the role, and that could be a oh, podcast wow. as well. Like brilliant, speed yes. Speed dating, <laughs> brilliant. Just sit them down. Right, I've got a few questions for you. How what? do you feel about slippers <laughs> indoors? <laughs> slippers on a plane? Yes or no? Uh, it's not a movie. It could be a movie. Slippers on a plane. <laughs> it's such a rubbish movie. <laughs> That's it. I've had it with these mm, slippers on this mm, plane. It doesn't have the same ring to it. No, it really, it? it really doesn't. You know, just three hours of staring at slippers on a plane. It opens the the uh, suitcase. What do you call that the, thing? The the overhead overhead the, locker the, and just slippers fall out like ah, tribbles. Ah, ah. <laughs> well, yours are quite. They're quite old man slippers that you have, oh, yeah. aren't they? They're not yeah. even. 
They're not even re- you're not even attempting any form of cool. And the fact that you've reached a point in your life <laughs> that's going on my Tinder profile as well. <laughs> you've reached a point in your life where you're no longer willing to just have them indoors. Mm. You you are that person that ventures outdoors in their indoors stuff. Yeah. And doesn't you just you, you've reached the the threshold of don't care. Now yeah. I I I'm waiting, I think, another few... It started to happen to me where I'm like, should I Should I go out in 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 this this sort of stained T-shirt? You know, it's got... Oh, I, I just roll with that now. Yeah, just, just look at myself and go, should I shave first? Nah. I, I sometimes nah, let it, look, let look let at myself hold. in the mirror, like, just during the day, go to the bathroom, look at myself in the mirror and just think, you disgust me. Like, because I'll notice the stain or the, like, badly shaved or the sort of scruffy hair. And it's just like... Don't care. I don't think I care. No. Yeah. Whatever. But you have reached that point in your your mm. your life. So snakes <laughs> on a plane? No. Uh, slippers on a plane. Slippers on a plane. That's yeah. the one. Um, another Dom API caught my. Oh, caught my oh we're switching back to Dom APIs. Oh, we, we we don't have to. I mean, no, no, no. Oh, enough but, about but me. I, f- I, f- I was try I tried to trace back where we were, and I realised we were talking about you leaving. No, yeah. no, no. But I think that's the, you could ask. Here's another interview question you can ask if you're going to get another co-host. Uh-huh. Yeah, quiz them on. Do the pub quiz against them. Give them, like, they have to get a, above a certain threshold to be considered for the role. Yeah, you got those acronyms right, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Ah, so, yeah, so the question got... is, will you will you replace me with somebody who also does well in the quiz, or will you try and make yourself feel better by somebody oh, who flunks as badly as you do? It's my opportunity to get the upper hand. It is, really. It... Um, hmm. For the first time in your career, you can have the upper hand. Well, so whoever's on this show next time, people can make their own decision <laughs> as to which way you fell. On yeah. It. No, no. Actually, no. That's what I'm saying. I think you should do the interviews. Yeah. As part of the podcast. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Okay. So I want, so I want to know where people stand. I, I don't want to just run a podcast with anyone. No, exactly. But you to want know. to make sure that that person knows that this is effectively an interview yeah. for a role. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. they, you know, bring their A game or, <laughs> or or be gone. I mean, this is what this is what the po- I mean, as everybody who listens to this knows, we've maintained uh, such a high bar. You <laughs> <laughs> know, we maybe we're supposed to do this without laughing. Oh, sorry. sorry. <clears throat> we yeah, maintained we'll, we'll edit it out. It's fine. We maintained it such a high bar. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I want. I, yeah, I, I want to know people's opinions on like flavors of crisps. Obviously, uh, so strong cocktail. Yes or no? Uh, I, I'm a no. Correct. Yeah, I, I was used looking, to be I was looking for no, and and I, and I was going for no, and, and, and I'm glad you. What about roast chicken flavored crisps? I'm, I'm, I'm oh. struggling here oh. because they they fall in the category of slightly wrong, but in a pinch I'll take them. So, oh, okay. so they're not the, uh, they're not the. I'll, I'll pick those out of a, a full bag that just came from the supermarket. You, know, uh. you get the multi packs, and you're like, there's always ones that are left behind. The prawn cocktail rightly deserves to be at the end of the, the salt chain. and vinegar as well for me. Salt and vinegar, I can't. It's just too much. And then they've tried to gourmet that, like they did with the popcorn, Ugh. like the sea salt and, and balsamic cracked, vinegar, and cracked and pepper, and yeah, yeah it, no, it's just salt and vinegar. Yeah. Probably. You know, or it's it's salt and pepper. It's my eyes, vinegar. I mean, I know you're supposed to put it in your mouth, but you've got to try <laughs> these things. <laughs> it gets the flavour in. <laughs> it's really intense if you. No, but it's like if if someone has vinegar on their food, I like. 
it's, it's one of those things that just gets in the air. And you go uh, to the chippy and they're like salt and vinegar. No, 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 no. Well, I'll, salt, yes. But no, I'll deal with this myself because they they would just be oh. like you know they they kind of almost get the the they, bucket and just bleh, have a load of this. They do. And just like it, it looks like a kind of Christmas scene afterwards. It does. It? So I sort of think, oh, I'll I'll take it from here. Mm. I mean, the fact that you've deep fried the, the potatoes for several minutes and co- coated them in fat. That that that's not the concern. It's the salt content. Yeah, apparently. exactly. That's the worry for me at this point. Where are you with like um, on? Like, so you're a northern gentleman. I am, uh, like I am. And so, what, what's your what's your opinion on sauce with with chips? And obviously, I'm not talking about ketchup. I'm talking about your gravies and your curry sauces. Um, I'll counter you with with what's your take on mushy peas in a moment. Oh, interesting. Yeah. My take on the the sauce thing is I wouldn't I wouldn't ever choose to put it on the chips. I'll have it there, but just in on, the background as the like, side as a side thing, so I can opt oh, in. I see, I see. Uh, and it may be you know one chip on, one chip off, as it were. You know, I, I, I reserve the right for. But because my my issue is if you just sort of coat it all in the sauce. What if the sauce is bad? What if the sauce is bad? What if you thinking? What if you get part way through and you think I would have had these chips? But now they're, they're doused in sauce, and I can't undo what I've done. I got some chips at London Bridge Station, or it's, it's kind of under under one a bridge at London Bridge. Anyway, glad you glad you clarified because oh, without I, that we would have been lost. <laughs> I was I was a little drunk at the time, and it was kind of the sustenance I needed to get me home. And uh, you know, so I have the chips, please. Yeah, okay. And I looked at the sort of sauce options available, and I was like, oh, and I'll have the hot sauce on it, please. Error. And uh, the woman at the other side of the counter went, "Are you sure?" It's inedible. (laughs) 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 And and I thought, uh, oh yeah, we'll just put a little bit on the side then. (laughs) And you know what? She were right. (laughs) (laughs) This was a weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just mustard gassed myself. Weaponized sauce. Um, So, questions, more questions than answers. Mm. Um, was it because it was so so spicy and hot that it was or did it just taste foul or was it both no it was was, I mean it was that level of spiciness that I can't remember the taste like did you you, did you remember any taste for the days afterwards I blacked out I (laughs) woke up at Southwark just Just, next to some a puddle of water five days later no it, it, it just just when I ate it my body just kind of shut down and sort of went Jake don't do that again and like when I could open my eyes again, because it was once again, it was just like it was like being pepper sprayed. Uh, and I was, what? What was that? And just that kind of that half of the chips that were anywhere near the sauce had to just be ignored. They See? were they were a goner, See? absolute goner. At least at least you got fair warning. I think I think she did you a favour there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I wouldn't choose to sell inedible stuff at my chip shop, but I mean each to their own, I suppose. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Webby stuff. Webby stuff. Yeah. So, you were, I believe, going to tell me about another DOM API. Yeah. Um, DOM Matrix. Okay. There's this whole spec full of... How new is it? How new is the spec? This one is new. Brand new. This one is... I think it might be over a year old, but that's reasonably new in spec terms. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's in... Canary, I think it's in Chrome, but it's not in all browsers. So DOM matrix, presumably it, this is a a basic matrix or a yeah. R matrix implementation. The four by four matrix. Uh, it will do three D, so it will do the full sixteen. Well, yeah, so four by four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so sixteen components. Yeah, hang on, 
four, lots of eight, four, twelve, 12 six. yeah, sixteen. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, glad four, you. Glad four you. By four. That's what that that's, means. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe that should be one of my interview questions. <laughs> what is it's four, four by four? Before we get onto that, I know we've done a. I mean, for your last show, I think we can excuse ourselves a lot of waffle. Okay. Uh, and we're definitely piling it on. There's lots of waffles going on. Four by four cars. Yes. What do they have sixteen of? I don't know. Right, it's wrong, isn't it? Oh. They've named it wrong. Whoa, 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 whoa. Because I understand that there are four wheels, but you and normally four of them have drive. Yes, but, but that to me but, uh, would be no. four out of four, like yes. four slash four, not four x four. That's sixteen. Blown your mind, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you say a two by two by four would be the kind of rear rear wheel drive or front wheel drive. Yeah, but, but again, but that's four. that's eight. Four before. Four, four by four. see, f- yeah, four by. It's not by though, is it? Because it's it's two by two. I can't, it, it's in terms of driven wheels. There's there's four of them. There's two but by two. It's saying, it's, but it's saying I, I get the. It should have been an off, right? Yeah. Because it's four, four of your four, four wheels yeah. will be will be driven by yeah. the engine directly. I'm, yeah. They're wrong, aren't they? I'm, thanks, I'm right. Thank They're you. Wrong. Thank you for ruining that for me. Sorry. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the matrix. <laughs> Yes, the DOM matrix, the DOM matrix, which yeah. is a four by four matrix. Okay, so you can do 3D stuff. So, mm-hmm. to date, uh, you'd use something like a, a, a float 16, float 32 array and with 16 components, for example, yeah. which is what GL matrix does by Brandon Jones. And yes, yes. It's and been around for a while. That. Someone on uh, Twitter sort of said they were using GL matrix and like they saw that the latest commit was by me. They were like, oh, I'm not surprised. That guy gets everywhere. And I felt really proud. I didn't want to tell them that I changed one word. <laughs> I changed a, a this dot to a self dot to make it work in modules better. <laughs> and it's like, Brilliant. I made my mark. <laughs> Some people, <laughs> someone think, is saying I'm a graphics genius now, and that's, I, I, that's I fine by me. Yeah, I think you'll find I am in the committers. Are you so, as well? No, I'm not. Oh. No, I'm just saying that that's that's your line. If somebody ever queries that your status oh, yeah. as a, a graphics expert, you G- can GL say... GL Matrix contributor. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll walk on stage announcing myself as that next time. Just as well you've never gone on stage and announced yourself <laughs> as perhaps even a sort of spec author or something oh, like that. Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> oh, I still think about that and cringe. Anyway. So, for anybody who's not aware, it was just that when... Not this I.O., but the previous I.O., you had the the big stage to yourself, didn't you? Yeah. And you and I think you were over it sounded like you were overwhelmed by the the, the size and the gravitas of that, that, that stage yes. and everybody else had sort of had big claims to make before they you know, as they came out, you, know, yeah, you they, might they, you they might recognise me from enormous, you know, thing over here. And the product lead of Chrome people. Yeah, exactly. And, and you sort of think, fair enough. Yeah. And then J E walks on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what am I? What even what am, am I? I? What even am I? And you couldn't just say I'm a web developer, could you? No. No, no. What no. did you describe yourself as, Jake? So I'm one of the inventors of Service Worker. <laughs> one of the inventors of Service Worker. Which is true, but it was very not oh. you to be like, I don't know if you know, but I'm one of the inventors of Service Worker. I think you can see the look on my face when I say it. As soon as those words leave my mouth, I be- want to put them back. Because, uh, yeah, because Inner Jake had had a comment to make on what Outer Jake had just done. Yeah. And and was Inner Jake became Outer Jake for a moment there and went what you know, you know what, mate? mate? <laughs> what are you doing? Just just back it up. Don't do that again. But of course oh. it being it being on YouTube and you being part of our team, yeah. some things we never forget or let you forget. 
Well, so. yeah, I can't go in I.O. without saying something daft. Like, I think it was the, the, my last my I.O. talk before that, two years before, we said, because it was me and Alex Russell, and we were doing this to and fro where, like, yeah, we were coming up with ideas. Like, Alex came up with an idea, I came up with an idea, Alex came up with an idea, and then I came up with a silly idea, and people applauded the silly idea, and I turned around to Alex and said, I got the clap. <laughs> And I listened to the talk. I didn't even notice at the time. I listened to the talk back the next day, just as I was kind of like brushing my teeth and stuff, just to think, like, you know, did it go okay? And when I heard that bit, I was like, what? <laughs> I said, what? Rewind. Rewind. Uh, Rewind. I got the clap. No. Maybe no one noticed. And then just, just at that moment, Twitter was like, bloop. And it was Bruce Lawson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jake, did I? <laughs> did, did I? By any did you just say you got the clap <laughs> to an audience of a few hundred people? Uh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> so, yes, Dom Matrix. So, yes, Dom it, Matrix, right? It lets you, you, you take a, a matrix in from CSS or, you know, put the numbers in yourself and you can, you know, just call like dot scale, dot rotate, and it will give you the numbers out the other side and or you can turn it into CSS. This is, I mean, it's, it's a good thing if it's part of the problem is not that GL matrix does anything wrong or any of these matrix libraries do anything wrong. In fact, quite the opposite. In fact, they're mm. often incredibly good. Oh, yeah. But if you use something like matrix 3d in css for example or you do it if you set it you end up setting a string um, yes if you do it say for, by javascript and if you ask for matrix 3d you get back a string and internally this thing is a matrix yeah but in as it comes out and it goes back in it's turned into and read from whatever a string yes and so you've got all this that's completely unnecessary because the chances are you get back that matrix you then as a string, and then you parse it into something that looks like a float32 array, and then you do something with it in JavaScript, and then you send it back in as a, like, to string. Yep. And you, you sort of think that, and especially- you, can't, you still can't get away from that right now, unfortunately. I know there's the type CSS something yeah. something, which will just give you the actual DOM matrix object back. Yeah. But I don't think but, we're but I think that that. that's what I, I suppose I'm heading towards is that, firstly, doing that, to string and from string every mm. frame because the chances are this is part of an animation typically yeah. I would imagine it wasn't in this case but fair enough yeah, yeah. I think that's the most common case yeah. is that's just an unnecessary a lot of type shifting there that's just you don't want to do it there's no point mm. and so having a new primitive that is a matrix seems like a good thing but as you quite rightly point out the matrix the DOM matrix by itself is not that useful it needs to be plugged into things that currently take and give back matrices yep otherwise why bother yeah and it will i mean right now it will give you a string back which is a css compatible string and it will read in a css string and give you the numbers out but yeah you're right that that kind of translation is just yeah. wasted cycles so yeah, exactly but what i was using it for is because i was doing the the code highlighting thing so i was you know get bounded client rect to find out where this piece of code was that bit of, that text range i had mm -hmm. um and then i wanted to create another element like within the same parent that would appear over the top of that. But I had uh, transforms happening higher up, and bounding client recs will give you the the viewports right. view of things. So it's not even like you can um, you know, look at the, uh, the get bounding client rect of, of the uh, range, and then the bounding client rect of the 
parent mm. and do maths around that because they're both uh, being affected by transforms further up. So when I when I find out, oh, my thing is you know 300 pixels, so I create a thing that's 300 pixels, but it's not because then it's going to get affected by that same transform again. Ah. So DOM matrix let me you know go up through all of the parents, getting their transforms and multiplying them together. So then I had something that I could apply to the inner element to you know do the right thing. So I yeah, could, because the 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 beauty of matrices, if if anybody's not done graphics work, is that when you've got um, a matrix, say you've got like a parent-child relationship, something like a scene graph where you're going from parent to child to child to child to child, you're running your way up and down a scene graph. And effectively, when you're going from element to element, like parent node, parent node, parent node, that kind of thing, you are effectively kind of talking about a scene graph because it's a tree. If, yeah. right, it's a graph, it's a tree, whatever you kind of, however you want to think about these things. Nonetheless, you can concatenate these matrices together yep. and you end up with a final transformation matrix uh, which you can then either invert if you want to do the opposite thing to like offset something so say you've scaled something down and then translated it and skewed it and whatever yep. you can then apply the you can take those kind of individual operations concatenate them to one final matrix and you can just apply that and that would do exactly the same composite operation to anything that come you know that you want to apply to or you can do the inverse and calculating the inverse of a 4x4 four four matrix is it's have you, ever, have you ever looked at the code for that? It's, uh, it, no. it's, I have in GL Matrix, and I looked at it and went, yeah, I would never. Yeah, no, you'd never. You would never, because you have to do things like the determinant and all these kinds of things that are just... Don't even know what that is. It sounds it, like a great movie. And it, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> it seems like one of those kind of teen movies the where... Determinant. Yeah. Oh, no, it sounds to me more like something Jason Statham would be in. Because <laughs> he's, he's always very determined in all of his movies. He, <laughs> yes, uh, that is that's true. That is true. Oh, no, I was thinking more of kind of those... Those teen dystopian movies was oh. uh, the, the determinant, you know, oh. kind of, you know where where there's a, that would be the, the common denominator. The, like the, the protagonist is is sort of disruptive and and you know and so on and like sets the this dystopian world on its head. Anyway, <laughs> glad we talked about that. But nonetheless, yeah, doing that kind of stuff is 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 incredibly useful. And as you say, so what you're doing is you're taking you're working your way back up, kind of going what all the transforms, yep. and then you presumably you inverted it then. Did you? Uh, I I think oh, yeah, I, you're putting me on the spot now. Uh, I I think I did that. I at that point I did, you, I did a few things and I saw what stuck. Okay, so my other question: DOM matrix. Yeah. Uh, in which browsers is it implemented? Uh, okay, so here's the interesting thing: it's it's not in Edge uh, or Internet Explorer. Um, Safari has a prefix version of it. I think I think in the, the in Technology Preview it's. Um, WebKit DOM matrix, presumably. Uh, WebKit CSS DOM matrix, I think. Okay. Uh, and then in, but well, it just rolls off the tongue that. I, right. Yes. And I think Edge might actually have WebKit CSS DOM matrix also. I mean, there, there are other browsers that have the WebKit right. one that you wouldn't expect. Okay. Um, but you can use it in anything that supports a reasonable amount of CSS, or you can do something similar, because uh, there is a CSS. Uh, I'm saying CSS, I mean SVG. There's an SVG matrix type, which does pretty much the same thing. So we've why have we reinvented the wheel rather than making... Well, it's more that SVG2 decided, like, oh, this SVG matrix thing actually is more... It shouldn't be an SVG thing. It should be a DOM thing, because we should use it across everything. So they are the ones that kind of decided that SVG2 should use DOM matrix rather than this their own thing. Oh. But it means in older browsers, you can kind of get somewhere... The unfortunate thing is, to get hold of... SVG matrix, um, it's on the SVG document element, I think, that you call dot create matrix. 
Okay. So if you want one of these, you have to create an SVG element. Okay. And then call, you know, create DOM matrix on it. It does go to show that for most things in graphics, SVG probably got there yeah. before everyone else went, hey, wouldn't it be nice if we had this thing? And everyone's like, anybody who's done SVG goes, yeah, that already exists. It's yeah. in SVG. Yeah. Yeah. SVG. I want to animate something along a path. Well, SVG will, will give you the yeah. position on a path for a you know distance along a path. I can, yeah. I, I've done enough with SVG now to see why the people who really are into SVG really love it. I can mm. see why there's the appeal and the attraction. I think the surface area is huge on the thing as yeah. well. It's This is why it's like everything you can think of in graphics, probably SVG got there sooner because it's such a big API. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it's dead powerful. Dead powerful. Um, which is a, bless his... Call back to the longest ever conference talk. I know he did. Uh, he was telling me he did a thing the other day. Um, We're talking about Paul Kinlan. Yeah, he was supposed to do something for a talk type thing for six minutes, and it ran to eight. And I said, "Well, that's pro- pretty good." So, proportionally speaking, if that was a thirty-minute talk, you only went to forty. Yeah. So you know, well under <laughs> expectation for what you normally do, given given Chrome Dev Summit last year, where you had a thirty-minute window and. 45 50 minutes in you were still going strong it felt like 45 or 50 days it was it was was an epic talk (laughs) yeah it was spectacular Mm. anyway so you you are now a contributor on gl matrix yeah um dot matrix is incoming what else have you got so one of the is if you've got an element on the page and it's transformed in all sorts of ways by loads of parent elements or whatever uh Get bounding client rect will give you the overall rectangle. Yes. Which means if it's rotated, it's kind of the very it's, top it's, tip it, to the. Yeah, because the yeah. clue is the bounding client rect. It's, yes. It's, it's, it's extremities. If you if you if it was still axis aligned, which is no longer axis aligned, if you say rotated it by forty five degrees. Yeah. So what you need to do is you if you wanted to do its actual size, you actually have to kind of counter rotate it. And yes. things like that. And you have to and then kind of reverse back out. Which is difficult if you've got lots of rotates happening. It's, in it's a lot of and... it's a lot of mental overhead to kind of do that kind of stuff. But the so I pitched I uh, went onto the GitHub and said, look, it would be now because it was uh, there's another type in this in the same spec that this talks about uh DOM matrix and DOM rect, there's uh, DOM quad. Okay. Which is just four points. Sure. And I was like, right, I want get client quads. All right, so I wrote, I kind of, I did a few images to describe what it would do, and like you get, get me all of the, so I can have the points. So if it's rotated, that's fine. Mm. You just get one, two, three, four. You could figure out it was rotated yourself. You could figure out the width and height from that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, put this proposal forward, and the uh, the reply came back. Oh, what you mean? Get box quads, and they link to the same spec. I was already that where get bounding client rect is defined, and it's already there. I did not know. I know, right. And I was like, oh, is, yes, exactly what I would like. Interesting. I wonder as well whether the, there's a kind of um, kind of get point in quads. Doing kind of hit testy type stuff mm. is really, it still can be quite tricky as well in that world. Again, because you, you need to take a... You can get element from point. Get element from point. Yes. And get elements from points, which is in I'd, everything but Safari. And that, that does account for transforms, I think? Yes, it's a hit test thing. So it's it's, it's, okay. it's brilliant if you're doing drag and drop, because like, it's when you drop. I like, like your, when you, if you say it too fast, mate, it sounds like... Drag and drop. Drag and drop. Drag like, and, like, 
like Something a dragon. Uh, oh, I like that's a yeah. good. Uh, that's, that's a good subwoofer. Thank you very much. Dragon, uh, yeah, well, in the in the grand scheme of things, um, when we're talking movies and sound effects and stuff, uh, that kind of thing, um, the ones I really like are where it goes. You've got some kind of explosion, uh, and it goes silent beforehand. It goes. Yes, yes. But I, and I also like the kind of slowdown sound where. I, that I, kind of you get the, the slight hiss on the end of it, but you also get the the bass of as you're going yeah. through that, and then of course yes, you've got the kind of the giant beastie kind of when it's waking up. I love that kind of stuff. And it's, every war film ever has to have a scene where it's in slow motion, and the quiet things are very loud, and the loud things are very quiet. And I remember pointing this out to some friends before we went to see Jarhead. I know it's an old movie now. Uh, but I said, I bet there's a scene where like everything goes in slow motion and quiet things. And sure enough, in, in the movie, there's a bit where he, he climbs up to the top of a, a dune mm. and it's like, there's a, there's a war going on, apparently. I think that's what he's there for. And yeah, everything goes quiet. And you, you can see explosions in the background and they go... And then some sand that kicks. Was, that was beautifully done. I was there. I was. I was watching the <laughs> movie like with you. you. It, it was just amazingly done. But then some sand kicks up, and it hits him in the face, and it goes. That was less good. That one, if I'm honest, mate. I wish people could see you kind of doing the. You've got a face hugger kind of thing going on. But this was just a row of us starting to burst out laughing. Oh no! Because we were like, we were massively insensitive. Yeah. But. What is the dragon dropping? Oh, no, um, no, no. What is the dragon dropping? Yeah. Oh, uh, in, in my case, it was a div. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the worst dragon ever. Dragon coming in, my lord. What's he, what is he carrying? A div. <laughs> Button down the hatches. It's display block, oh, my lord. It. It's very big. <laughs> Taking up the full width of the world. It's flex one, my lord. <laughs> Never, ever, ever in our careers will be will be will we be writing movie scripts. No. Not not on this the strength of our pitching here. That could be something else that you could have somebody who's interviewing for the co-host role. Though they could pitch to you um, a web development movie. Based, well, we've done a few, haven't we? Based on maths terms, no. you, you had your the, the determinants. Yeah, we've uh, obviously had drag and drop. Yeah, um, Lewis. Sounds like does that also sound like a, a kind of a. An 8-bit computer game. Drag and drop. <laughs> oh, I've been watching Go 8-Bit. It's a, a TV show in the UK. Of, it's just celebrities playing computer games. Brilliant. But uh, they do a lot of indie games, and it's just like... It's such good advertising for indie games because I've just been buying them. Mm, yeah. like, um, can't think of any of them right now. <laughs> There's one where you have to cook food. <laughs> It's <laughs> such a rock and roll lifestyle that you have, isn't it? I play eight bit games where you cook food. It's cooperative and like you're two chefs and I love co op got... games way more than I love the single player kind of mm. I used to do a lot of uh deathmatchy type stuff and I always would enjoy the co ops a lot more. Not necessarily team versus team, but actually let's play through the campaign co-op yeah i i really enjoyed that you're gonna go and get the you're gonna get the the vehicle yeah i'll see you over the hill with the tank yeah i'm getting the grenade launcher i will meet you around the other side let's get this done me me and my partner are that we're we're fairly moderate at rocket league like we're we're not great but we're not terrible as well i've seen you i've seen you play that you are underselling your 
skills. I you're still you're get, annoyingly good is what you are. My bottom still gets handed to me by, well, I presume by the language they're using, young teenagers. <laughs> I see. Um, but, but they have time on their side. I remember yes. being a young teenager. I had loads of hours to throw at every game's console and oh. any game I wanted to get good at, quite honestly. You know, Worm, worms 2, me with the, the ninja rope I could get from one end of the map to the other in like five seconds flat. Oh, yeah, you used were, to play you, it all the you time. Were that, you were that one, were yeah? you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, oh. I was that horrible teenager. Um, but me, me and Jen, were, uh, my partner, we're uh, with Rocket League because we're playing cooperatively against other people. Mm. We're, we've got the communication down. Like you're saying, you'll get the vehicle. It's like... You know, it's, but you, you presume you've got your own kind of internal language now to the... To the you don't bother with the longhand description. No, no, right, rotating back. Yeah. Exactly. Ro- rotating back and like going going forward, rotating back, and that's that's basically what we're, what we're saying. Like, yeah, yeah. Got the goal. I mean, you know, yeah. that's I mean that's pretty self-explanatory. That's but nonetheless, it, it makes me feel really cool when we're doing well, it, especially like, when it works. Have you insisted on the call sign, <laughs> <laughs> even though you're sat next to each other in the same room? <laughs> Red one. <laughs> uh, no, I I think I'm just Jaffa the cake. Sweet. Really? Yeah, yeah, you actually insist something. that she calls you Jaffa the cake? <laughs> that's, that's, Mate, that's a bit weird. Uh, does, she, does she have to put the at at the front as well? At uh, Jaffa the Cake. <laughs> I'm, I'm going forward. Uh, going forward to who? What's my What's my name? Jaffa the Cake. Yes, fine. fine. I will now cover the goal. Okay. Thank you. It's like, <laughs> what's the magic word? <laughs> Jaffa the Cake. I, I, people keep calling me Jeff, and I wonder if that's Jeff why. the Cake. No, just well, I get an email, and it, I Hi, get Jeff. them. I get them every. Like a couple of months now, where it starts. Hi, Jeff. I've been reading your CV on GitHub, and like, oh, well, those. not that closely, mate, because yeah. you know, got the name wrong. But, but like Surma, he gets that because he, he, his Twitter handle is Das Surma, which mm. is is the Surma in the das doorstep challenge. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Das Surma, and so people think his first name is essentially the. Yeah. Das um, <laughs> like Hello, it. the. Um, I, he does occasionally send me sort of screenshots of uh, you know, correspondence he's had just saying, hello, Das, um, which, you know, fair enough. Like, why wouldn't they? Why would they know? But it always makes it uh, makes him amused. Uh, whoa. What is there anything else about the web? We, we've managed. God, we've been going for a long time already. Well, I think we've been going for an hour. Wow. An hour. But by the time they get rid of all the cruft, it'll ten be 10 minutes. If yeah. that. If that ten minute and change. So, is there, I mean, is there anything you want to talk about? It's your last episode. Talk- I've been enjoying TypeScript, Jake. Oh, yep. TypeScript. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I actually like it because I write it like I write JavaScript, but with types. And it was really, you know, it was really difficult because I. Is t- this your inner Flash developer coming forward? Maybe I've I've never been free. against types particularly. No. Uh, in fact, I write my JavaScripts as monomorphically as I possibly can. Mm. I don't like. Uh, sort of coercing generally because I I don't know I, I I can remember when I was doing my degree there was a lot of um, well you can you know you can treat this thing as a string or as a number I was mm. like that must there must be some internal tax to doing that some, something that I can't kind of figure out just by looking at it I don't know what the computer's having to do to make that magic work and I've right. never been one for magic as you know well, I think V8 is, does a better optimizing job when types are consistent as well in, it in, certainly used to it certainly had yeah. it's like it, it's internal hidden class representation or something mm. uh, but I, I don't know that that's necessarily the case now but nonetheless mm. I sort of if I say something's a string I want it to be treated as a string and I want you to tell me if I do something with that string that makes it look like something else because that's I mean a lot of the kind of 
oh, JavaScript, lol stuff mm. is often around type coercion. And, I, you know, I thought this thing was an object, but it's really a number. And then when I do a thing with it that treats it like an, an object still and it goes bonkers. And so, as I say, what I do is I end up writing a lot of my JavaScript as I would, but now I had the, the types on. Somebody asked me on Twitter, they were like, what is it you like about TypeScript? And it was really hard to, I, I said- Oh, for me, it's autocomplete, sold. Yeah, you said, okay, I was like, I don't want to be flippant, but it is the types. <laughs> <laughs> it really is the type. I mean, it, obviously the clues in the name, and yes, you can do some stuff with generics and other bits and pieces that are incredibly clever, hmm. don't get me wrong. Um, and sometimes you actually have to do that if you're sort of saying it's an array, it says like it, it goes yeah but an array of what right and you're like oh, okay fair enough an array of subscriptions or something like that right uh, speaking of which because I've been do I've been playing with RxJS as well mm. uh, so I did actually manage to get just about a working set of code with uh, RxJS and TypeScript and uh, Closure compiler because I wanted to squish all the output down it's not the easiest thing uh, to get working if you use third party code because Closure Compiler typically wants to know, in order to do its optimizations, it wants to know everything about the code. Right. And as soon as you import third-party code, it starts yeah. to get a bit more upset about that because it goes, well, you, you know, I'm, I, don't, I don't know what this thing's providing me. I don't know whether it, what type it is, even though it's TypeScript. It doesn't, it's not TypeScript aware. Does Closure Compiler still offer a benefit over, like, the kind of tree shaking you get with, like, your webpacks and your button... Uh, roll-ups and that sort of thing. It, I don't know. I think we're getting to... I mean... It, it I'm did sure property, we, property mangling was one of the it things. Does, yeah, it, it does. And it does do a form of tree shaking itself. It does... Yeah. You have to say... And one of the things that it's quite clever about or that you can make it cleverer about is stuff that you know you're going to need at runtime but isn't statically obvious. So in the tree shaking world, if... It, when we read through the sort of the code and... We go, oh, well, you're clearly not using that class. Mm. I will just exclude that from what I compile. And then at runtime, you're like, new thing, which you constructed from maybe a string or some other right. thing. And so it's created dynamically. You don't know it at the kind of compile time. With Closure Compiler, you can say, make sure you expose this. Make sure you include this thing when you compile everything out, because I know right. I'm going to need this later on. Um, so I did some of that with the... Shaka player, I knew I was going to need their MP4 segmenter because I knew I wanted to pass it at MP4. So you've used a series of words then. Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, Shaka, segmenter. Yeah. So <laughs> all I'm, well, what I was trying to get to was saying that my understanding of the default tree shaking that we do mm. today is that we look statically at the code and typically we say, well, if that thing's you know, not obviously going to be in use, it gets excluded. And there may be other mechanisms that I've not seen, and perhaps they do exist, and they probably do exist, and somebody will tell us, of saying, I know it doesn't look like I'm using class foo, but make sure you include class foo, because right. at some point I'm going to need foo, even though it's not obvious to you when you look through my code. And Closure Compiler definitely does let you do that, but it does it all through uh, JS doc style annotations. Yes. And you have to tell it about all sorts of things when it's compiling through your code. It com There are a bunch of things that it knows about, as in it knows, say, for example, if you said new headers or something like that, it knows what the properties are that you should be able to accept in there, and it will tell you if you're getting those things wrong. So 
it's nice and it's really good but if you're trying to do its advanced optimizations which is the kind of tree shaking stuff yeah. against a third party code base that wasn't written with closure in mind it becomes very very challenging so i did get the simple optimizations right. working which is more like i guess an uglify or uh, some other thing but coming full circle back to what i was saying I actually am, I've, I've enjoyed using TypeScript. It has caught some stuff for me on the way through that I wouldn't have caught had I waited till runtime. And I kind of appreciate that. I, it's I it's on like my that. list to do to play with next. And it's uh, I, on the side project I'm on now, I'm kind of like thinking I might rewrite parts of it to, to be TypeScripty because it, it, for me, yeah, the benefit is all in the autocomplete. That satisfaction of where I'm just hitting tab and my code's writing itself. I'm like, yeah, this is a that, job I like. That's nice. And also the fact that it's optional is also incredibly mm. useful because sometimes you're like, I don't really care to tell you this is a touch event or a mouse event or even an event. I'm just going to call it E. And that's it. I'm not going to tell you anything else. And it will go implicitly, that's any. Um, mm. So you at that point, you do lose the the safety checking that it would have done. And because I use Visual Studio Code, again, it's a kind of integration point for me that in in code and, sorry, VS Code and TypeScript, obviously they work nicely together. Mm. So um, <laughs> so there you go. So yes, anyway, coming back full circle, uh, TypeScript, definitely give it a go. Give it a, mm. give it a whirl. Uh, there's yes. nothing wrong with it. It's good. I've spent most of it talking about my stuff so kind of opening the floor to you for you this is your last episode i know I, episode. but i got nothing i mean do i consider myself a web developer you've, you've checked out now i'm um, checked out you checked yeah out. you've you're just phoning it in <laughs> do i consider myself a web developer now i think that's one of the questions i'm actually trying to think through hmm. when people say what do you do shall i tell you shall i tell you who's a good person to ask twitter there's loads of people on there that are willing to tell you whether you are or are not a web developer or what the conditions of that are good good, <laughs> so good to just, know just ask just good ask to twitter. know good yeah. to know it's not like i've i've you know had challenges on <laughs> twitter before uh yeah no and it, there were lots of really no i did tweet that i was uh, going to be uh, switching to DeepMind, and there mm. were lots of really nice um, kind of responses saying that people will miss me from the web developer scene. I don't imagine myself giving up on web anytime mm. soon. I still, I still love the web. I still love all the web tech, um, and I have every intention of keeping on, keeping on with it. But but will I be a web developer if I'm if I'm not making PWAs and mm. SPAs and other TLAs? Should we call it? I think, well, yeah. Mate, call it. it's, it's been a long run. It's been an emotional run. Been, yeah, we've been going, we've been doing this podcast for a couple of years now, and we've done, done two, two or three episodes. Two, two, oh three, two or three of two, <laughs> two or oh three. three, yeah. <laughs> uh, whether it will be more regular afterwards, I don't know. If it is, then I'm blaming you. Absolutely, you yeah. do that. But, so, uh, uh, it's, oh, it's getting a bit emotional all of a sudden. Not, no, it's not. really not. It's not even slightly emotional. <laughs> I got, I got something in my my eye. My eyes are just sweating. Uh, sweating. Yeah. Sweaty eyes. <laughs> that's what happens to you after drag and drop a div on you. Yeah. <laughs> you get sweaty eyes. That's what it causes. Well, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Enjoy. Uh, enjoy having the interviews with uh, also Rans. The <laughs> 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 Substitute holes. The, the, yeah. the replace. Replacements, replacements. The, the, the upgrades, perhaps. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll find out. I sincerely doubt it. Well, until next time. Bye. Not from me. <laughs> <laughs> see ya.